0: Good morning and welcome to another episode of the podcast A Chat with Agata. My name is Agata Langer and I am a relationship coach. I will show you and I will teach you how to take your relationship from the one that is falling apart, maybe is on the brink of a divorce, to a relationship that is fulfilling and that is harmonious in the relationship where you both feel accepted, appreciated for who you are, where you f- have... A safe space to explore life and um, and just learn about each other and in today's episode I am I entitled today's episode 23 ways to ruin ruin your marriage and I know I just said I'm going to help you to figure out how to save your marriage or your relationship now I am making an episode that says how to ruin your relationship well It's actually um, the reason why I entitle it that way is that so I can speak to the part of your brain that is wired to be seeking problems, seeking out problems or uh, looking for problems. And the reason why it does it is because it's kind of like a process of, okay, now I see I have a problem that I'm doing things certain way. It doesn't serve me. And now I have an opportunity and a choice to actually make it to do the exact opposite. So we're going to be playing a little bit of what I can call uh, reverse psychology on your brain, so that so that you can maybe understand certain behavior and certain part patterns, uh, and and start changing them right away. Okay, so let's jump to it. So reason number one, and I have my whole list here, so I'll be um, I'll be reaching and I'll be peeking at my list. There's 23 things that I came up with. I am sure there is tons more, but. Let's just talk about the ones that I um, that I put on the on my list today. Okay, so number one, always tell him your uh, your spouse, your partner, that he's wrong and you're never right. That is the first way to um, start ruining your relationship. And you know what? I've been guilty of it. As much as maybe you are maybe you're not I don't know Uh, but I used to do this all the time when my husband was right I would be fighting uh, finding all the reasons why he wasn't and even if I knew he was right I would never say he was right I would never admit it I would just be like "Hmm, okay and just kind of move on but when he was wrong well in my eyes when he was wrong or when he made a mistake then I would always be the first one to point the finger at him and to point it out and to just bring him down. So if you want to ruin your relationship, you can keep doing that. If you're doing it, of course, you might not be the person. Um, and just to also let you know, like if you are doing this, I mean, there's no shame or guilt. It's, I'm not trying to guilt you, you know, to make you feel guilty. It's A lot of times it's like our ego playing. We're just programmed a certain way. So all those things I'm going to tell you, you know, you can just kind of take it, um, take it lightly, uh, and just and just have fun with it, play with it, right? I am not here to make you feel guilty. I am here to show you certain ways, uh, to highlight certain things and to make you a better person and you make your relationship better. Okay. So let's move on to number two. Never tell him thank you i appreciate you for all you do and i appreciate you just the way you are and there is no reason to be anybody else just tell them thank you right and um and again this is something that our ego a lot of times tells us to kind of Thank you it's just such a simple world to show word to show appreciation a lot of times our ego will stop us from doing that because we're just so wired to be like proud of or or just you know show like show that we're better than than somebody else and it actually shows itself a lot of times in a relationship okay number three if you want to ruin your marriage act like a mother to your partner or to your spouse instead of like a partner scold him criticize him control him make sure that he knows what time he needs to come back home or what he's allowed to do, what he's not allowed to do. Maybe sometimes you even put him in time out, right? Like we say, you're sleeping on the couch today or in a quote-unquote doghouse. So why am I saying this? Because this is huge and just remember and see if that dynamic actually exists in your relationship. A lot of times we start focusing on the things that our partner doesn't do or doesn't do well instead of the ones that he actually does. And then there is that dynamic of mother to a partner, which you're not a mother, right? But you act like one. And then nobody likes to be parented. Even the ch- even our children don't and especially your partner. So if you're in that dynamic, then see what happens because probably you are responsible for kind of shrinking your partner's energy and for not letting him really be who he really is and because he's just afraid he's afraid to show 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 um you know his personality he's afraid maybe even to make a suggestion at the fear of being scolded or to being you know put in the corner in timeout or being criticized so see if you are If you're acting and if you think, you might be thinking, okay, well, I have a reason for it because I let him do stuff and he never does it. He really needs to be treated like a child and be told things. Well, maybe just kind of go back to the point where it actually started and see if you can start undoing it because you would be surprised how much uh, our partners can actually show us what they can do if we stop pushing them in that direction and if we stop being that somebody who is kind of over them you want a partnership you need to be kind of at the same level and um and see what the other side can do for you okay number four never say i'm sorry and then when you do make excuses for your behavior for your previous behavior, why you said, I'm sorry, why you have to say, I'm sorry, to begin with. And this is, again, something that I used to do a lot. And you wouldn't be surprised how many people or women I work with, they actually don't know how to say, I'm sorry, right? They So the way, <clears throat> excuse me, the way that we would say, I'm sorry, is like, Oh gosh, I'm sorry, but you just, you know the way I am. Or I'm sorry, but you pushed me to say that. Or you behaved in such a way that I had no choice but to react, right? So we kind of start making excuses for that. So if you want to ruin your relationship, just never say sorry. Just pretend like nothing ever happened and that you're always right. Okay, number five. Compare him to other partners or somebody else's partner, not your other partners. I didn't mean to say it that way so to other men maybe, or um, maybe your brother, or worse yet, to your father. If you really had that strong father figure in your life, and you start comparing your husband to your father, because he doesn't do certain, like in a negative way, like, well, my father used to do this, and you don't know how to do that, or my father would always solve the problem, and you don't know how to do that. Well, that is like a quick one way street to um to ruin your to ruining your relationship or like putting a wedge in between the two of you or or just uh making your partner your husband feel very much inappreci- unappreciated okay so number six oh yes make a long list of expectations Tell him who he is supposed to be how he's supposed to act how many chores he's supposed to do just make a huge laundry list of expectations and then just make sure that you start controlling whether he does it or not and again coming to that uh dynamic of him feeling like a child or him feeling like he is in a in a not in a partnership but in a prison right uh and you might be arguing with it and saying well it's always everything is on my uh, on my shoulders, I'm carrying the load and he never does anything well there are different ways to do that and then if really your partner is in a position when he truly doesn't want something and I'll promise you a lot of times they do want to help you but because you keep demanding and, and expecting it then it's kind of like that again re- re- reverse psychology where they pull back and they don't want to do that because they don't want to be treated like a child. So um i i I, it happened in my life and when when i started actually pulling back and uh, watching my expectations and kind of releasing them then my husband just wanted to help me and he still does to this day and i don't have to ask him and i when and when i do ask him it's just like well i ask him and he does it and it's not a big deal right it's not like that power struggle the back and forth tag of war okay number seven Be emotionally needy, demand that you're his whole entire world and that he fulfills all your emotional needs. And I'll tell you, that is probably one of the biggest problems that there is when women come for help and ask me for help. Uh, Because what happens is that subconsciously, they expect their partners to be that, to fill that void, that there is that was created usually in uh, in the childhood when they were needing to feel loved or to be heard or to be appreciated or to be accepted for who they are and then there is that void that they come into the relationship with and now it's like well then now my partner is going to do it right and a lot of times or most of the times even it's not conscious it's something that they do subconsciously and they are trying to pull that energy and here I am to tell you that your partner is not the one who can do it. Sometimes they can, but it's not sustainable. And really, it's not their job to do it. You are the one that that really needs to take charge here and see, OK, am I really demanding something that is not his job to do? And I know I get it that you know you get go into a relationship to to so that you have somebody who appreciates you and who loves you but you know what you need to do that first for yourself and then the other person just simply will it's not going to have to be like a demand or an expectation or that pool of energy I always I talk about energy a lot because as you know I base all my um well not all but most of my techniques on healing energy so it's sustainable and it's um and your your energy just will beautifully like fall into place and be be whole again and and once you're whole you can be whole then you have a whole marriage like your marriage just falls into place it's almost like putting that puzzle piece um, uh, a puzzle together right and all those puzzle pieces keep coming together and you just don't even have to work for it you just have to take care of your own energy and healing your own energy okay where are we number eight oh my goodness we have 23 to go so uh number eight don't ever do anything for yourself or for for your self-care Put all you have into your family and sacrifice your whole life and your whole happiness for others. That is a recipe, believe it or not. And it might be actually a surprise to you. Okay, I didn't finish my sentence. That is a recipe for ruining your marriage. And you might be like, well, what do you mean? Like, I go into my relationship and i want to sacrifice and i want to give them all, all i have then what's the problem with that well the problem is that you're going to burn out and the problem is that you're going to get resentful and you're going to and that resentment will just keep growing because you'll be giving 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 and a lot of times we don't get appreciation from the other side because first of all they never really expected you to do it to begin with and second they would be much happier if you were happier and if you want to be happier, then you do self-care routines. You do things that fill you up. You do things that make you happy. You can't pour into those little cups from a, from a jar that is empty, right? Or like they say, put the oxygen mask on first and then give it to your family. And so that might be something that will be like, well i just i wanted to do that i wanted but yeah but think are you getting resentful because that's not going to end and suddenly it's not going to like everybody's going to come out and give you flowers and give you a medal for all your sacrifice it's just not going to happen and and even if you leave the earth and you're thinking oh god is going to appreciate and 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 appreciate me for it and they're going to i'm going to go to heaven or whatnot right if you're if you're that thinking hell heaven kind of there's going to be a reward where there isn't because you're as worthy of being taken care of as anybody else and if you don't do it then you teach your family not to do it either like you teach your kids the same thing the same pattern of behavior And you might be arguing with this as much as you want, but actions speak louder than words. You might be saying them and you might be loving them, but they will be watching you and they will be repeating the same patterns. All right, number nine. Don't have any hobbies or a social life. So that kind of falls into also self-care. Although a lot of times we give up social life because we're like, well, no, I have to be here for my family, I can't be with my friends partying or having fun or whatnot when my family is at home and or hobbies well i don't i don't i can't take time for my hobbies now now i have my family well it's actually false because uh, the ho- hobbies or social life it's all a part of that whole that holistic living right it's just all a part of it and when you do go out with your friends when you do go out and have your hobbies you're going to come back home and you're going to be so much happier. And you're going to bring all that happiness and excitement and that beautiful energy into your family. And you're going to, uh, to just have more. You will be able to give them more because you will refill your own energy. You will take care of your own energy. And happy mama, happy family. I'm telling you, it's true. It might be a cliche as we talk about it, but it's absolutely true. You should try it. And if you're just arguing with me, well, I don't have time for it, create time for it. Because we create time and we find time for our priorities. And if you make yourself your priority, then really going out with a friend or with, um, with a group of friends or doing something for yourself, like your hobby. Uh, I used to do dance um i went a couple of years ago and then i i decided to actually um quit for different reasons but that was that was very nice i love doing that and now i'm doing different things um so it can shift it doesn't have to be like set in stone right you can just try different things whatever is on your heart and it's like oh i would like to try this i would like to try that go for it i'm doing yoga now i love going to yoga classes that's one of the things that i do but it's fun. It's good. It's good for your soul. <laughs> Number 10. A way to ruin your marriage is don't let your husband have any hobbies or social life. And so now we're kind of reversing, right? And you know what? I spoke to a person recently and they were saying that, you know, they weren't they weren't doing anything bad. It's not like they were going out and drinking all night. They just wanted to go and play golf with with his actually was talking to a a gentleman so he says well i just wanted to play golf with my buddies i just want to and he met some resistance on the other side on his wife's side right there was resistance there was like i don't want you i don't like you doing this because you should be here you should be with me and then there was some like emotional traction there something some triggers came out and and he said something to me that really stuck with me he said you know like when when somebody is emotionally standing on their feet like standing on their feet and being grounded in who they are and really taking can, can take responsibility for their emotions and really just be happy for themselves or have life for themselves he says it is so attractive and i'm like yeah i could even add it's sexy that, that a woman actually has a life on her own. That it's not like I just... It's like you have blinders on, right? That it's family, my husband, and nothing else. And you're choking everybody to death. You're choking him and, and you're not expanding. You're not growing. You're really not fully participating in life. And to fully participate in your family life means that you fully participate in life in general whether it's your career chasing your dreams uh, building whatever it is that you're that you want to build in your life you know having hobbies like i've mentioned all that so letting your, your husband do that again it will make him happy it will fill his void whatever needs social needs he has and then he'll come home much happier much more fulfilled and actually feeling like he's free and he's not in prison prison meaning your relationship you don't want to make him feel like he's in prison okay the next one number 11 get offended often stay quiet aloof and let him figure out why so i used to be so good at that right it's almost like we get offended like a child, like in kindergarten. Like, mm, I'm not telling you what's wrong with me. I have a problem with you, but I'm not going to tell you. You can figure it out. I mean, you know what you've done wrong or something that you haven't done. You shouldn't be able to figure it out, right? So again, if you want to wreck your relationship, you can behave like we're in like we're back in kindergarten. Number 12. Don't let him visit or care for his family or his mom especially. There is a lot of mom issues, right? When our partner seems like he cares about his mom and he's at her back and call and he's always there when she calls and spends time on the phone or just runs because the the drain got clogged. Maybe uh, your mother-in-law is living on her own and she needs help, right? And he's always there for her. And you're like so freaking jealous of it. And you're like, well, he's got his family now. He should be doing and spending time with us. And especially there is that traction, um, or I'm sorry, that friction, right? Where uh, where you feel he doesn't spend enough time for your family or he doesn't do enough project at projects at home, uh, renovations or home improvements. just like maybe going to the park and then suddenly his mom calls and you're like well he's always there he's always does it for everybody else but not us okay so what i want you to understand is that a lot of times it's just your ego talking you're jealous because you have that unfulfilled need on the inside which again stems back from childhood that somebody needs to be your whole life like he needs to show you that you're the priority that he cares for you and nobody else and um and it's it it will ruin your re- relationship it really will because it, you know it creates resentment you're like don't do it and he wants to do it and it creates again that situation where, where your partner is a free person right and if he wants to care for his family he can do that but you're not letting him and again we're also coming back to that um uh, to that mother child kind of instead of partner partner Alrighty, next one number 13 demands that he gives up his dreams for you and your family we all have dreams. We all have desires, and a lot of times when we um, we start a family, all of those a lot of times that they have to wait or be put on the back burner, and it's a kind of okay. And then you but then we start making excuses that well, there is family now, so we can't risk this, or, or we can't do that, and and just remember, I'm um, just as a reminder for you and for anybody else that. those dreams that you hold they are your blueprint they are like a pathway for life they are not accidental they're not just quote-unquote dreams it's actually your life calling like your calling of you know the, the life that you designed for yourself before you came here so a lot of times crushing those or just making excuses that well it's family now and we can't do it it's not necessarily healthy because If you decide to do that, I am going to tell you right now that you'll feel lost, you'll feel unfulfilled in life, uh, you'll feel like something's missing, and feeling like that does not help healthy relationships, because you need to be healthy, like emotionally and spiritually, right, and fulfill that, that dream, or even give it a go, give it a try, and nobody is telling you go and quit everything you're doing and go do something else because there are other ways. I mean, there are other ways to do what you're doing and then take that next leap uh, in just like small chunks, small steps. Do something part-time, after work, you know, if if it's that. Build whatever it is that is giving you that nudge. I need to do it. I need to try it out because I'll tell you, you will regret that you never did, that you never gave it a try. And that goes for you and for your partner. So don't let any excuses or even the, opin- the opinion of, uh, that your partner has to ruin your dreams the same way. Okay, number 14. Get defensive and protect the sense of your worth. Demand that he respects you, remembers your anniversary or buys you gifts or flowers. I just want to remind you that um, or just maybe just tell you just throw it out there that 99% I don't want to say a hundred but I think it actually is a hundred of women who come to me they are in a similar situation that I used to be when my marriage was falling apart because that's just that's a person that I can help because I've been through it and I understand it all I understand it on an emotional and energetic level right So most of these women, if not all, like I said, they come and their sense of worth is very low. And they try to kind of pump it up uh, artificially. And what happens is they get really defensive. Anytime something happens or your partner says something that triggers you, they get really defensive of their position in the relationship just so they can protect protect that sense of worth that they think they have or build it up, or demand it that somebody respects. So again, it's like, well, if he remembered our anniversary or if he brought me flowers or a small gift, that would mean that he cares for me and that would mean by extension that I am important. And if he doesn't do those things, then I must be not important. And that's why that whole uh, like disconnection almost happens, right? So watch those patterns. Number 15. Make him feel bad about working late or not spending enough time with you and your kids. So just remember, please, that everybody has their choice. And I know you're in a family unit. So a lot of times it's like, you know, compromise or what's best for all. Yes, but we're still a free person on each side. You are and your husband is, right? And what he chooses to do or not chooses to do, it's just what he needs. Like, sometimes he doesn't need to spend time that much with the kids. Maybe, you know, we moms tend to be like, um, almost like those helicopter moms. And we need to have our hand on the poles all the time. And we need to be controlling of everything. And we feel that way that we keep everything together. And sure, that's, you know, that might be true. But maybe, maybe your husband doesn't feel the same way. Maybe the 15 minutes that he spends with his children, or, you know, your children are just enough to fill him up and he, and he's good to go, right? And you might be like, well, but the kids are going to be hurting. And, and you know what? I would argue with that because that's not what they're going to remember. It's um, I think it's just like a false narrative that we keep creating um, that you know and plus I will tell you something else if you stop pushing him a lot of times that he feels guilty or he doesn't want to comply with your demands and a lot of times when you release those expectations he'll actually come and he will be happy to join and to do more things with you because a lot of times I hear and it turns out that husbands spend more time at work and don't want to come home because whenever they do it's like, do this, do that, or don't do this, don't do that. And when I do this, I, I'm criticized and I can never do right. Like, I'm never right. I'm always wrong. And they just don't want to be in that environment. Okay, so just just take a look at, at those uh, patterns in your and, and see if that might be true. And number 16, avoid uncomfortable conversations or pretend that the problem doesn't exist to begin with. Feeling uncomfortable is something that we will just subconsciously avoid. That's how we're wired. So we'll avoid anything that says danger, that gives us all those like icky emotions, right? We'll just steer away from it like from fire. But unfortunately, having those, it, those uncomfortable conversations, and I'm not saying going in and just saying everything that's wrong. I'm just saying having like an open conversation where we actually hear another person and not just not just demand, not just criticize uh, and blame uh, the other person. Having those open conversations uh, will allow us to grow as a person and develop that muscle, right, where we're just not afraid to face things and to see things for what they are and actually solve them and resolve them instead of running away from them and pretend like there is nothing there right or just like maybe suffering through it like sucking it up it's it's as good as it's ever going to be um just one note here a lot of times we get stuck in that place of not great but good enough but not bad enough to have like to to make a decision to change something and i think a lot of times that's why women hesitate joining my programs or my one-on-one coaching because like they like well it's usually the way it is with marriages they just after a while they just they just get like that right they just get unhappy because at first it's like the hormones and everybody's happy it's new and then they just fall apart and it's not true you can actually grow deeper and deeper into the connection that you have with your partner starting absolutely with yourself first that's what i teach but we get stuck in that place of well it's just okay like i can suffer through it but it accumulates and i I don't want you to ever wake up when you're like toward the end of your life and you're like, well, I wasted my life. I wish I had done something about it because you can. You have a chance to do something right now about it. Um, I'm going to be opening my program, my 10-week program in September. I invite you to it. Um, If I remember, I'll leave a link underneath this video so you can sign up for a priority wait list. be notified about the program but you know there's always something you can do something to that you can make your life better it doesn't have to be that way okay number 17 make false stories narrative narratives in your mind where he does or doesn't behave in a certain way oh we're so good at it we could be screenwriters but a lot of times we actually don't realize that we have created stories that hurt us that evoke negative feelings that work against us we put meaning into certain behaviors and we think we're right where we can actually undo that story and just to give you an example right imagine two women and they both have kids and they have both husbands and one husband Is that constantly asking uh, the his wife right about the kids? Did you send? uh, Did you remember to put a fruit snack into into the kids' lunch pail? Did you remember to sign the paper from school? Did you remember about the kids' appointments? Uh, How are the kids doing on um, on their uh, after uh, school classes? Right, and he's he'll be constantly asking about those things, and um, the woman or the wife might be thinking, Jesus Christ, does, does he not know that I've got it all? He has to be constantly asking me, like he's undermining my authority or my ability to handle those things, right? Like, just stop asking. I got it. They find they can, they can take care, they are taking care of the kids, right? And you can be like, just totally pissed. So in your head, the narrative that you have is like, he doesn't trust me. He doesn't just, he's not going to let me be and just take care of this whole thing. He thinks that I'm forgetful, like whatever it is, you create that narrative. And then there is another woman who has, who is in that same very situation. And she might be thinking, oh, he's so caring. He always is asking me and he's helping me remember because sometimes I forget. And we work as a partner, partnership. And and he just really shows that he's interested in his kid's life as well. And he's helping me out right so see both both of those narratives were created by the woman or the wife right and and one is the one that really doesn't serve her uh, how he trans how she translates that behavior of her husband and the other one is something that she is total peace with because it just goes along with with harmony and you can actually choose that narrative right now and i would invite you to observe what they are okay number 18 if you want to ruin your relationship speak through the lens of your past hurts traumas or programming instead of from the lens of your heart and i talked about i talked about it a lot in previous episodes i dive deep into that subject because this is huge and i left those big points toward the end um most of the time, when we speak and we're in that in that um, energy pool with our partner, and in total chaos, and the relationship is falling apart. It's not that it's your fault or his fault. It's not the lack of communication, although it is a part of it. But the the biggest problem here is because we speak and we react and we act and we make decisions and we respond from the place of our trauma, of our programming, of our lenses of perceptions that need cleaning. This is exactly what I do in my programs, the lenses of perception. We kind of clean. We really give them a good clean, a good wipe down so that you can speak from your heart and your heart can speak instead of your ego. Alrighty, that's all about that one. Number 19, do not take responsibility for your emotional triggers. Blame him for his childhood trauma, but stay aloof to your own need for healing. And it kind of ties to the previous point because... What I see, the pattern that I see, is that women will be ready to point fingers at her husband's need for healing, saying, Well, you know, I know I have some problems, but his childhood was a disaster. His father used to beat him, or he was an alcoholic, and um, his mom, like, just left the coop, right? Just left them, and, and so he's got issues. And so what happens is we kind of stay stay aloof to to our problems or our issues and we're just happy to point fingers at, at somebody else instead of taking responsibility for us. And taking responsibility is where the healing and the transformation starts. That's all about that one. Number 20, send him to therapy or demand that he goes to therapy. Hey, and I'm not saying therapy is wrong. I'm not i'm just saying that pushing somebody to go into therapy it's it's almost like i i always give that um that analogy of of somebody who is addicted like right maybe an alcoholic or um or a drug addict um and you're trying to help them because you know they're doing something wrong or they're not doing something right and you're trying to push them into going to therapy or maybe uh, the meetings you know whatever it is right and it doesn't work. It never works because it didn't come from them. It was it was like an external force in that situation. It might be you that pushing your partner out to go and to get therapy, and it's just never going to work because he might do it just to please you, just to so that there is no more conflict. But his heart is not going to be into it because he doesn't. It, it wasn't his decision to be decision to begin with. Just imagine if that was you, if your partner would be like. Well, I've got issues, but your issues are bigger. You need to go to therapy and fix it up. You would be like, what the heck? WTF, back off, right? That's probably what you would be saying. So just try to put yourself in your shoes for now. 21. Wait for him to start participating before you do anything and what i mean by participating is participating in fixing your relationship because that's one of the biggest obstacles that i see when women come to me and they're like well how can i do anything if he doesn't want to participate like it's got to be the two of us that will fix the relationship right like if one party doesn't want to then it's not going to happen false which is good news that's great news that it's false because you actually have the power to fix your relationship on your own without uh, controlling, manipulating, or forcing your partner or your husband into anything because he's your mirror. And once you start healing, he'll find a safe space to heal as well. He'll figure things out for himself. He'll get your energy. He'll get the energetic keys once you... Um, once you kind of go... like, um, What's the word for it? Uh, Find a way, find solutions to your challenges, right? Once you find the the healing and uh, expand your consciousness and grow that energy, he'll do the same. Your relationship, because that's exactly my story. And again, I dove deep into that one in my previous episodes. If you want to go take a look why you don't need your partner uh, to fix your relationship, and trust me, you don't. And I've tested it on myself. And I worked on that concept with other women. And this is exactly what I can promise you. And this is, again, one of the uh, foundational uh, foundations of my programs. Okay. And if I can say, it's giving you power away. Because if you wait for somebody else your whole life before you move a finger and you're stuck in that place just blaming the other person, well, you won't do it, so it can better it can't happen i can't fix it then you're really giving your power away big time and you're wasting your precious time 22. don't accept yourself don't love yourself just project all these feelings on your husband and you might be thinking okay what does me loving myself have anything has anything to do with our relationship being good or not like it shouldn't matter well it does and it does big time absolutely one of the um, huge challenges and obstacles in having a good relationship and a healthy relationship is the fact that you have some i don't want to say issues challenges with accepting yourself for who you really are with loving yourself fully unconditionally with with just like feeling that self-love and what's going to happen all that lack of self-love which we could call hatred really you're like well i don't hate myself well wherever you're lacking self-love it's the opposite of that is hating yourself for things right and you might be covering that really good but deep down there you hate yourself for certain things if you want to use the word dislike just so it doesn't sound that you know that's serious then do that but what's going to happen all those things you're going to project onto your husband and when you don't accept yourself for things you're going to hate him and really criticize him and put him down for things that he is displaying that you don't accept it yourself like if you're a hard-working person and he's not as hard-working as you are you're going to hate him for that and resent him for that and trying to make him be that hardworking person so he can be your mirror right so the mirror that you actually like and accept instead of facing the aspects of us that we are rejecting it's a huge part of what we do the self-love part and again uh, if you don't think it has much to do with the way the condition that your relationship is in think again because it's a huge chunk of it really big chunk and one of the biggest things that we work on inside my programs and we come to the last one number 23 blame him for all your unhappiness and it kind of summarizes everything because i know that i when i was in that situation when my relationship was just really like i mean i told you in my previous uh, episodes that i was already calling a divorce lawyer i was ready to quit because i thought that my husband was guilty of my unhappiness i wasn't aware that he was just triggering the wounds that were already inside of me so uh, the way that you can think of it is that if you're carrying a physical wound right let's say you have a huge bruise on your shoulder right here and you walk through a doorway and you just accidentally stumble and you brush against the wall, and you're like, "Oh Jesus, oh that hurt!" And you're like, "The wall is the one to be blamed for because it was there for the pain, right? Well, it's not because the bruise was there, and if the bruise wasn't there, you would just walk into the wall and be like, "Okay, whatever, I stumbled, so that's just uh just to show you like um like another representation of what your husband does." He just triggers those certain wounds and if you heal them on the inside and if you take responsibility and take care of that, there's going to be nothing to be triggered by him. There's going to be, because it's going to be all healed and you will find your happy place, your safe place, um, your independence, like that strong independence within the relationship. So you're going to... um, kind of disconnect certain things from your past that trigger those wounds and then your partner is going to be the one who's not longer have to be doing it for you meaning he, he's just not going to be triggering those things it's a beautiful thing to observe that transformation to happen and if you think that you are ready for it and it's something that speaks to you again let me know i'll leave a link uh below um So that you can be on the priority list for uh, my program that opens in September. In September, and I would love to have you. uh, It's always such a great community of women that comes together, and we kind of share our experiences and and we work together uh, over the um, the time of um, over what ten weeks, right? Yes, ten weeks roughly and we make a beautiful inner transformation that shows itself in the transformation of your relationship Ah, oh, such a beautiful thing to to observe and to be a witness of and it just makes me happy and teary to to think about those all these women that i can uh, that i can help all right so that's all oh my goodness i spoke for so long 45 minutes ish um but i hope it helped i hope you had fun with it and i hope that i maybe brought even a smile on your face because uh you know it kind of sounds almost ridiculous to think about it that way right um to how to ruin or how to wreck your relationship but it makes you think it makes you like uh oh i might be guilty of it i might be the one doing it so alrighty thank you so much for tuning in thank you for listening and until next time